we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey, welcome to the Swap Moto podcast presented by Fly Racing. Today, uh, we've got someone different in the studio. Uh, it's, I would say Bernard, but you're, you just said Bernard. But yeah, I honestly don't mind. The Americans say Bernard, but Bernard, Bernard Susie, whatever makes you happy. It really doesn't bother me. <laughs> okay, so we've got Bernard Kerr, who is, uh, you're a, a world championship downhill bicycle racer yeah, for downhill. Team Pivot, correct? Yeah, for Pivot Factory Racing, P- yeah. Pivot Factory Racing. And we first met you at... Uh, uh, Whistler Crankworks this year. You yeah. were there with the uh, Maxis Tires guys. Yeah. Our, our good buddy, Chris Meyer. Um, so you are here in the United States to chase a dream, win a bet, <laughs> not, uh, check off a bucket list item. Yeah. Um, so you are a mountain biker, professional mountain biker, here to try to qualify for the night show at Anaheim 1 Supercross. In the 450 class. In the 450 class, yeah. That's it. Try being the main word. I want everyone to realize it's try. <laughs> well, okay, so you're talking down your abilities down there when we're in the shop working on your bike, but I came up and creeped your Instagram, and you're, and you're, you're quite quick. <laughs> well, I hope I've got, like, a little bit of motocross uh, in me to be even trying this, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, so we talked about it outside in the parking lot. Uh, you're not, like, a motocross guy who transitioned to mountain biking and found success. You're a mountain biker through and through who picked up a dirt bike and... Uh, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I rode mountain bikes uh, since I was 12 years old and got a pit bike when I was maybe 15 and had motocross bikes on and off, had one for six months, didn't have one for two years. And yeah, just a money thing, really. And then in 2015, I won, there's a thing called the King of Crankworks. Mm-hmm. And you get quite a, you get $25,000 if you win the overall thing and mm-hmm. i bought my first brand new like a uh, dirt bike i got mm-hmm. a ktm actually back in the day so in 2015 and since then i rode a lot i like kind of learned to jump then because i used to suck at jumping a motorcycle mm-hmm. it was, it's so different to a bicycle so See, it's easier though because you have the throttle and the brakes it and... is now because you can adjust but honestly yeah. until even two or three years ago i'd be like right i'm coming into a jump keep your weight central smooth on the throttle and it's only like <laughs> in the last few years where i can just kind of do what i want on a jump and whip it a little bit and uh yeah, I've got used to riding a, a dirt bike properly. Okay, so you've been riding a, a, a proper motocross bike for about four years now then? Yeah, we used to have them. I had one when I was 16 for six months. Didn't have one for two years. Had one yeah. for not, but couldn't really afford to go to tracks and stuff. So probably good motocross bikes. Yeah, like four or five years I've had like new, good working bikes mm-hmm. that aren't sketchy and falling apart on you. Okay, uh, so I mean that's a rapid rate of progression to go from full-time for the first time since 16 to trying to race qualify for a supercross right but i i think as i said earlier is like i think high level elite athletes they have a little something in them that allows them to rise to the occasion and adapt to new sports and yeah i'd hope so and to really apply yourself i think if you watch anything or really take on board what someone else is doing whether i watch the best guys in motocross i swear i could not ride for a month and almost still go out and be better if i'd watched enough videos and thought right they're doing that their feet are there on the pegs or they're doing something slightly differently. So I feel like, yeah, I watched a lot and we're pretty lucky with our off seasons really long compared to motocross from Mm -hmm. September to March. We pretty much can do what we want. So we get to ride dirt bikes then three times a week. So 
I guess that's really helped with my rapid progression in the last few years that we can ride a lot. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. So tell me about the bet. How did, how did the Anaheim one thing come about? We were sat in Queenstown, New Zealand a few off seasons ago, three years ago, maybe with my friends, they call the Vans access their crew. They're pretty funny and they all ride like man and bikes professionally. And I used to ride my dirt bike up the street to their house and they made a joke of me called me Maxwell Hodges instead of Axel Hodges, obviously. Uh-huh. And I can't remember we were drinking one day and I said, um, we're talking about Supercross. I was like, yeah, well, I'd love to do it one day. And they were like, well, put your money where your mouth is. And there's a video we can find it in a bit of me being a little bit tipsy, sounding like an idiot, but um, being like, right, I will either spend $5,000 in one night out for the boys, or I will show up to Anaheim 1 2020. And then fast forward three years and we're here for that. And then another stupid one at Rotorua in New Zealand early this year, Hervé from 100%. Mm-hmm. I know we were drinking. He's like, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. I was like, right, I'll put $5,000. I'll make the night show. So, <laughs> so you've got two bets. Two separate bets. One of them is just to turn up. As long as I'm yeah. at Anaheim on January 4th, I've canceled out one because it's kind of a one-way bet. The other one is to make the night show. So that one's a bit more serious, but I'm hoping whether we win or lose, we can put the money to something good rather than like Maxis and everyone's been so good coming on board with this project that hopefully we're not going to need the $5,000. Even if I lose, I'd like it to go to a charity or hopefully if mm-hmm. I win, mm-hmm. then we still put it towards something good or someone else chasing like one of their cool dreams like like I've been lucky enough to do here. Yeah. Man, uh, uh, the Maxis guys, they've really wrapped their arms around this whole project. Dude, yeah. Chris and everyone out there has been awesome from Whistler and well, it dates back to probably June. We've had emails going back and forth now because Rob Warner on like the, the Red Bull TV from Mountain Biking, he called me out a few times on that during my race runs there. So... Maxis have come on board massively with helping with this whole thing and Jeremy and the bike where we are now here in yeah, California. So let's so. talk about that a little <laughs> bit, right? So you are, you know, Maxis is helping you, but you're essentially, you're being personally sponsored by Jeremy McGrath, Dude, the it's king of Supercross, <laughs> the king right? of Super- It's honestly ridiculous. When I met him at Whistler, uh, we did a signing session together and he's the nicest guy, obviously like a childhood hero. So it's unbelievable what Max has been able to do and Jeremy yeah he's come on board and he's lending me a bike and he's getting cooling up pro circuit getting suspension done so I realize how how lucky I am and I am gonna try and put everything into this to make this as good a charge as we can do so hopefully we can get all the way but yeah Jeremy has been honestly unbelievable my mum sent me a text the other day saying imagine if you had a crystal ball that said in 20 years, Jeremy McGrath was going <laughs> to lend you a bike. You would not have been able to wait yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So it's honestly amazing what's what's going on now. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Okay. So the other day you got to go uh, spend some laps at Milestone yeah. on Jeremy's bike. Yeah. So you're rolling through the pits on this Kawasaki with kit suspension and a big number two on it, right? So <laughs> yeah. people turn their heads looking at you? I think, yeah, people turn their heads. Honestly, <laughs> I think a lot of people think it's a replica. Yeah. So, because it's got the big two and the Monster Energy logos and stuff. But I think to the the real geeks out there and the people with the sharp eye, it does have that green pro circuit pipe on it that I don't think you can buy. Even the yeah, two, you can't. They even the out. 250 guys don't run the green pipe. It's just the 450 factory yeah. guys. So I noticed that. And um, yeah, I think there's some eagle-eyed people there that might have noticed and seen and Probably wonder what the hell I was doing on that thing out there. <laughs> okay, uh, let's address the questions. And people are going to be saying, like, you know, for a U.S. guy to go race Supercross, um, you got to go to the whole futures thing and get these points, right? Yeah. You're coming from the U.K., so the process is a little different. Yeah, super different. You basically go to the ACU, which is our AMA, our Motorcycle Federation in the U.K., 
you buy a license off them and then you get a FIM license. Obviously, you do your medical, go through that. I actually have to still do my water online test or whatever it is. It's an uh-huh. hour long, I think. And then they just sign an AMA release for you. As long as they think you're healthy and you're competent and capable, mm-hmm. you basically just buy a load of licenses that aren't very cheap. But um, And then, yeah, you can either get an AMA release for one race or the whole season. But I think even when... I've looked into it when I get my FIM license and turn up at the first race. I think the AMA technically only give you a, a three-race license until you prove yourself ever for anyone mm-hmm. and can suspend it at any point. But yeah, basically, you just buy your licenses and roll up to A1. Anyone could do it. Yeah. Man, so uh, what are the nerves like for you? Like, are, <laughs> like are, you, are you just so pumped to be here in, uh, in the United States riding dirt bikes and having a good time? Or are you counting the days and like shooting your pants. <laughs> different different emotions come over me honestly so we had to go to georgia to pick up some stuff there and drive out here and the van broke down on the way we got stuck in louisiana for 22 hours and then got to california and it's rained every day and i'm like dude i'm running out of days it rained the whole time in the uk but honestly for me probably feeling all right the first day in the uk where i hit the triple like that's a gnarly jump to hit so i was pretty nervous and i never really had a feeling like on a mountain bike, when I do a big jump, it's like, whatever, I've just done the big jump. I work mm-hmm. it out, I do it. But doing a trip where I hit it and then hit it eight times in a row without pulling in, like Jordan, my friend that's here with me, was just like, keep going, keep going. Wouldn't let me come in until I'd done it eight times in a row just to get over that. So that's that was super scary, I guess, and pretty nervous. But now I'm out here, I haven't ridden a supercross track for two or three weeks, and it's mm-hmm. been so wet in the UK. So I think we're going to try and ride this afternoon. As soon as I get around a track out here, I'll be... I'll be chilling. I'll be able to sleep at night again. So, pretty excited, but yeah, nervous. When we watched at Milestone the other day, honestly, I was like, oh, I think the triple we built in the UK, we had like a supercross track we built, was a little bit bigger than the Milestone ones. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty confident I could hit those fine. And I could double through the rhythm lane. And like, I guess it's not tripling on a table when you go from a roller onto like over a table on the next one or table to table, whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt confident that if I'd rolled around for half an hour, I could have ridden the track pretty yeah pretty far i don't i would not have been the fastest guy out there <laughs> by any means but i could have got around the track okay how much of the mountain bike skill and technique transfers it's a hard one jumping is kind of weird like on a mountain bike you kind of lean off the back a bit and and things like that but i think the turns are a lot easier for me maybe because i can two foot a turn or keep my foot on the peg i think a lot longer than some motor guys are used to because on a mountain bike you we're clipped in you keep your feet on the whole time mm-hmm. so i think that's really good whoops we had a really spaced out set they were so muddy in the uk and um that's super different because on a mountain bike you go into something rough you lean back you mm-hmm. go into whoops you need your chin above the handlebar yeah and it is so scary for me to go in you're like okay i've just clicked there and put your chin over the handlebar and i know the set in the uk everyone thinks doesn't look gnarly and look small or whatever but i promise when you're there they were pretty pretty horrible and muddy and <laughs> rutted and cupped out and far apart. So yeah, that's definitely going to be the main challenge, I think. Okay. So we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, <clears throat> the fly racing guys supporting you. Is that a mountain bike sponsor that crosses over? Yeah. Fly racing. They basically uh, kick out the whole pivot factory racing team and mm-hmm. I've been with them now five years. They're an amazing sponsor and they're so cool with motocross. I know when we signed with them, years ago when i bumped into doug in vegas actually in a hotel lobby is how i got that deal which is pretty awesome uh-huh. but um yeah they help out because fly racing is wps western power sports yeah. they do all the hard parts so if i need filters or bolt packs or tools they help out with everything there so that's awesome it's that, such, that's really it's cool such that they sponsor. support your moto habit yeah. as well yeah. you know like instead of like 
oh well we'll give you uh 25 percent off no dude product. like they're so cool like as soon as i said this doug as well was like right we got the recluse i'm getting your recluse clutch you need it in your bike you can't be on something stock and it was yeah. straight out no questions asked so they're really really good to me up there nice all right i'm looking at a picture of your bike on your instagram and i like the uh the graphic <laughs> hashtag pray one yeah i can't remember who came up with that it could have been eddie masters my teammate or ollie wilkins i think i really can't remember but we're basically praying you know like we're hitting and hoping like hopefully i do have a shot at this but the worst case we're praying we're gonna have fun with it it's honestly the experience of a lifetime i can't believe how lucky i am we're sat here at jeremy's workshop in california and i'm borrowing his bike so yeah we're praying, but <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Okay, speaking of McGrath, has he uh, has he offered you any tips or pointers or? We've honestly been here only a few days yet, but he's definitely. I think he he's just had his knee replacement done, so yeah. it sucks for him. But he's like, yeah, I can't wait to come out. And hopefully, hopefully help out the track. So yeah, yeah, I think he's. I think he's on board. I don't want to speak too much for him. But <laughs> he seemed like he was pretty pumped to come out, and uh, he said he spoke to Faulkner and that lot and said I was coming out, and I think they were. I don't know if they're excited or they're up for a laugh or what, but he said they're excited to see me ride. So yeah, we'll see I mean, think goes. about that. If he comes to the track, what better guy to be Dude. there giving you pointers, right? Yeah, there's. I mean, no he could better. probably tell you like some very simple things that are gonna make a huge difference for you. Yeah, like tiny little things that probably I wouldn't even think of, and I'm like, wow, that whole straight became twenty times easier. So yeah, no, I'm extremely lucky and grateful to have McGrath, like the king, helping out. I remember the first thing actually in in the uk was i had a stock bike stock sprockets and i messaged jeremy on instagram like hey what do you think i should do he's like first thing you should do is get 52 mm-hmm. and um they come with a 50 stock on the rear and i said to my friend i was like oh i've been riding a 50 on the outdoor tracks like i know we're gonna ride for supercross for the first day next week but um jeremy said should i put a 52 on should i do it or should i just ride what i'm used to he's like the king said it you do what the king says <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're like okay good shout so threw the 52 on there straight away and been on it since so yeah yeah you know what's crazy is uh, Chase Curtis and I, we went to the Supercross track with Jeremy a few months ago. It was like right before the, uh, I think it was the Louisiana Supercross, and he was scheduled to do like a parade lap and a knack-knack intro. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, it, it's funny to hear McGrath, like who's like our hero, right? Yeah. But you got to think he's almost, well, he's in his 40s now, right? Yeah, his birthday was last week. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's 40 eight i think or 47 but, but but to think that that guy is like oh man i'm rusty he didn't look at it rusty at all to us you know yeah exactly but you know he picked it up and he was just clicking off these laps and like the guy at that age I yeah mean, as you would expect he was still still the king you know, yeah you know, fantastic on a supercross track but yeah but uh but no like yeah even things like yeah the sprocket i wouldn't even know where to start and mm-hmm. just that I'm going to day one now so much easier that I've got the right sprocket on. So yeah, hopefully things like that and just move your foot back, you idiot, or don't yeah. clutch it there or whatever. Yeah, it should be should be pretty helpful, hopefully. Okay, so he got uh Pro Circuit to Valve some supercross stuff for you. Have yeah. Have you had proper supercross setup before? Someone in the UK that my friend Jordan works with did some stuff over there and honestly, like when I put it in the bike, I was like, How am I gonna ride this thing? Yeah, it's so, so stiff. stiff. Dude, right? it's so stiff. But um actually two seconds ago before I came up here we just took the bike off a stand after we just threw the suspension in and this stuff is stiffer. So. It's stiffer. <laughs> Dude, it's stiffer again. So I don't know. We'll see. The shock honestly didn't feel too, too much different. It was a little bit stiffer. It's the fork. Side. The fork, dude. Like my fork in the UK, I did think was a little bit soft. I remember day one, day two, I was like, dude, this thing is ridiculous. But after a, like, a few days, I was like, I think the fork could be stiffer. And the one here 
does feel 20 times stiffer. So <laughs> hopefully that's a good thing. I yeah. hope. Well, hey, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors, but we'll be back for more with uh, Mr. Prey One. Hi, this is Dean Wilson from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles has many different incentives to put you on the bike of your dreams. Visit an authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to take advantage of limited time offers on the innovative street models, versatile dual sports, and even competitive minis for the kids. Check out Husqvarna-Motorcycles.com slash offers to learn more today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Ciantrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com and see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Riders like Justin Cooper, Don Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Welcome back to the Fly Racing Swap Moto Podcast. I'm here with Bernard Kerr, who is uh, going to try to qualify for Anaheim 1. So uh, you told me yesterday that you went to Greer Ranch and did some mountain biking yesterday. Yeah. Did you fly over and bring your mountain bikes? Yeah, yeah. I brought um, a Pivot Firebird 29er trail bike with me. I bought a downhill bike as well because I actually do need to train for my real job that's coming up next uh -huh. year in March. So, 
and a hard tower. And I'm actually building up. We're going to go to Shimano this week. Those guys are awesome and build up a new uh, pivot shuttle e-bike as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, dude, what is it like? Uh, so tell me about the series that you follow uh, for your real job. So real job, basically, we have a World Cup series, which is normally seven rounds around the world. And mm-hmm. then we have, a st- and if you win that, you're the World Cup champion. And then we have a standalone race, which is world champs for some weird reason, yeah. which is pretty different. And then we also do what we saw you guys as the Crankwork series, which is like three other big events. Mm-hmm. And then because in mountain biking, our main series is only seven races plus the one world champs, there's eight, three Crankworks. You know, we're only at 11 races. Mm-hmm. We get pretty lucky, like Red Bull might put on a race we have called Hardline, and then they might have like an urban race in South America and Chile, and then mm-hmm. different races dotted about that you go to. But yeah, we have one main World Cup series, and then you can maybe do a national here and there, or yeah, you just go to like different cool events. We get invited all over the show, whether it's in China or Mexico or Chile or mm-hmm. somewhere cool. We We try and figure out a few cool events to go to, so... Yeah, it keeps us pretty busy, not like the moto guys do. Those what yeah. they do seventeen rounds of supercross and twelve yeah. outdoors, they are there's something else. And even like doing this, like we train a lot for mountain biking and ride, but I have got already seven days on a track is all I've done, a new level of respect for them. When you see them scrub a triple or do something gnarly, dude, these guys out mm-hmm. here are gnarly. So yeah, mountain biking. I'll definitely be sticking to that after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about the uh the training and the fitness? Like are you are you doing diff- different things right now to prepare for the Supercross race that you normally do for um, mountain biking? Not too much different, really. We're trying to get back into it here. I've been sick a little bit. And in the UK, I've been e-biking mainly in the UK. So, like, a lot of e-biking because it's been so muddy and wet there. And then just the normal gym stuff. And I guess I'm trying to work on, like, core strength and things like that a lot. And my, mm-hmm. my upper body because on a motorcycle, I never, ever feel my legs get tired. Maybe I'm either not using them enough, mm-hmm. which I think is the worst part of my technique. But, um, yeah, arm pump is what I struggle with. Or my shoulder's getting tired. How weird that is. My shoulders get really tired in a motorcycle. So, yeah, trying to do a lot of core stability things and, and stuff like that. But otherwise, pretty similar. Just try and ride a good amount of bikes three days a week, three days in the gym, and then mm-hmm. try and be out on the supercross track as much as possible. Yeah. Hey, uh, you mentioned e-bikes. The big debate and the, you know, the naysayers, <laughs> oh, you don't have to you know you just the bike does the work you know what is your opinion on it? like you can gain fitness or you know lose weight or yeah. whatever on an e-bike yeah i know america's got a very different opinions on this we even met someone at greer that heard me say something about it and they're like hey what did you say about an e-bike but i genuinely think they're one of the best training tools out there you could go out for a two-hour ride on a normal bike and get say 10 descents or you go for a two-hour ride on an e-bike and get 20 descents so a lot of the time your high heart rate zone or where you're trying and getting your upper body workout on a bicycle is the downhill. Mm-hmm. So if I can do twice as much of that, which is what I'm training for, mm-hmm. there has to be a benefit. And there is no way, they're limited in the States to I think around 20 miles an hour, 19.8. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you're going up that hill at 19.8 miles an hour, which means you can still put your maximum effort in. You could still be putting out 400 watts on your normal bike or 400 watts on an e-bike. You're just going up that hill at twice the speed. So. Mm-hmm. I think they're honestly one of the best training tools and last season was the fittest I ever went into a mountain bike season and I think a lot of that was down to using an e-bike because you can either keep your heart rate steady or push really hard, you've got different modes and you ride a lot more of the descents in a a short space of time and even for us some days, you know, you're like lazy, you don't want to go out for a ride so with an e-bike you're like, screw it, I can get out, I can ride from my house and I can get half an hour in the trail and still get back or whatever it is, it it motivates you to go out that little bit more, I think. So I think 
it is weird how in America there's a lot of hate on them in Europe we've accepted them pretty well now but mm-hmm. I think as soon as people try them and use them properly and get educated on how to ride them and like what scenarios they're good in steeper conditions I think a lot they're uh, they're an awesome tool and I think mm-hmm. yeah everyone should ride them I love them yeah why do you think uh, Americans are so resistant to it I think maybe just scared of change I honestly don't know I think a lot of people are scared of change and it's a hard one just trying to convince people of something that it seems bad or a lot of people tell me I'm on a moped or a motorcycle I'm like it's quite obviously <laughs> it's not you can try and keep up with me on this thing and tell me this is a motorcycle like I am breathing heavy yeah so it's it's a weird one I know people worry about losing access over here because you guys have all of our trails are pretty much illegal in the in Europe and the UK there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it we're just out in the forest they're illegal but it doesn't matter in the middle of 10,000 acres whereas mm-hmm. here you guys have a lot of park ranges and people that can shut you down and I think people worry it's just another angle to get shut down because suddenly you've got a, a motor or it's power assisted so mm-hmm. i can definitely see that side of the argument where people worry it might be yeah might be worse or the corrosion thing when people say it's more weight i mean there's guys that are twice my weight out on the trail yeah, you should see Dahmer out there when he's <laughs> when he's riding his mountain bike he's yeah. just tearing up the <laughs> exactly i think the weight <laughs> thing's nothing so the guys that are going faster or breaking more anyway we're gonna we're gonna tear it up so you might see i think You'll see more people out on the trail. Like, I'll go ride with my mum, which mm-hmm. is awesome. She's got yeah, an e-bike. Right? It, it gets people out there that would Dude, normally not. so good. Or, like, we can ride together. She can go and boost. I can go and eco. I'm still getting a great training ride in, and she's having an awesome ride, and we mm-hmm. get to go out for an hour and a half together. So yeah, I don't see how that can be a negative. To me, that's a pure win. So yeah. I think they're a great thing. Okay, speaking of your mom, what does she think of your uh, <laughs> your supercross endeavors here? She um, she was worried to start with. She didn't really realize it was serious. I think my brother scared her a bit about all the injury rate, and I had to tell her we can get injured in mountain biking quite a lot. And she's she's been there for me for the start of that, and I wouldn't be even close to where I'm at in mountain biking. I'll be able to afford to come out here and do this and mm-hmm. everything. So she's pretty pumped, and I think hopefully all my brothers and sisters and my mom's going to come out here for the race if we get that far. So. Yeah. yeah, I think she's behind it now, and she she knows who Jeremy McGrath is and thinks this is pretty rad. So <laughs> she's pumped me. I think as long as I'm happy, she's happy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I guess Fly has outfitted, kitted you. Yeah, kitted you. That's what yeah, you got. Yeah, kitted. You, is that what we said about across? Right? Yeah, <laughs> kitted. Yeah, they but, uh, kissed us out. So are you are you full like knee braces and chest protector and everything, or are you bicycle guy with knee pads? Dude, yeah. See, this is where everyone in motorcycles is going to think I'm terrible. I wear knee pads. I've tried. Those guys sent me some pod knee knee mm-hmm. braces. Liat, I ride for them as well, just for a neck brace. They sent me some Liat knee braces, and I just cannot get on with them, dude. Really? And Doug up at Fly was like, "You've got to do it. They're fine. They're fine." And I cannot. I can't feel the brake. I can't change gear. I swear to God, I go half the speed around the track with knee braces. Really? So, yeah, maybe I'm a squid. And I know a lot of people will listen to this and be like, you idiot. But I wear knee pads, dude. No, I, I, I like I, them. So. Motocross guys I know that wear knee pads. It would be Cooper Webb's one. Um, no way. Josh Hill doesn't wear knee pads. See, that's crazy. There's a, there's, there's a few guys. That well, I always think this in motocross. You see the top guys. I remember there's that one clip of Villapoto when he blows his knee out. He's got braces on and he's yeah. still done an You ACL. can still hurt your knee in a knee brace. Exactly. And I'm like, well, I'm riding 10 times worse than a knee brace. So, yeah, just a bicycle guy. And it's nice, dude. I get to the track and I'm changed in two minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can get changed quicker than You're anyone else. You're not tearing so. up your graphics. Fun. Exactly. And we're not ruining graphics. But, um, no, they're awesome. Fly to a great knee pad there. I ride for mountain biking, so yeah, I want to bring one knee pad for downhill and <laughs> motocross, so <laughs> that makes it handy. Nice. So, so yeah. you, you're wearing a, a Liat brace? Yeah, and I wear a Liat brace, yeah. I've uh-huh. just always had one. I think my mum was like, we thought they were so cool when they came out, and yeah. 
we really, really wanted them. I remember when we first got them, we drove like six hours to a race wearing them the whole way. So, <laughs> wearing them in yeah, the car. Yeah, exactly, wearing them in the car. And ever since, yeah, I've loved them. And Liat are kind enough to sponsor me now. And even if they didn't, I'd be out buying them. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so, I've worn uh, one forever. You're not wearing the same helmet for downhill as you do in moto, right? No, exactly. In yeah, okay. uh, in downhill, we wear the works. And in, in motocross, obviously, they've got the new formula. You're wearing out, the formula? Is, pretty rad helmet, Dude, it's huh? so rad with the quietening, like how it makes it quiet and it's light, which is good for me because mm-hmm. coming from a normal mountain bike helmet to go into motocross one feels all heavy feels heavy a lot of the time but yeah, yeah the new formula is uh is yeah an awesome do you helmet. are you aware of the tech that goes in that helmet like all the stuff they Dude. have in there is pretty cool yeah i was pretty lucky i came out to san diego supercross last year and they launched it with mm-hmm. the uh the guys over from like the london uh college or institute of the crazy smart guys that researched yeah. and did everything for them so yeah i met them down in san diego and went through it all so it's awesome to see a company that yeah is so so behind like safety as well as making a mm-hmm. good a good looking helmet so yeah, definitely confidence inspiring. Yeah, I've got my new fly. Oh, there it is, the box. There. I see it over but there. It, it's funny. You want to hear a funny story? Is uh, thinking of the fly formula helmet, it, it, it like brings back bad memories for me. You know why? Because the fly guys came out to do a media launch, an yeah. intro, and instead of doing it at a track, they rented out this go kart track, right? Yeah, to, I see. I get... turned up at the end of the day there. You so were there? I probably missed you guys. My okay. flight was late. That, that K2. Go kart track, yeah, was literally in the same parking lot as Transworld Motocross offices. Oh, I right? remember seeing that it, yeah. was the day we all got fired. No, yeah, like we're like we went down to the office that day planning on going to this big company meeting where they're going to announce our new owners, oh, and then shit. we're going to like go across the street and drive go karts with yeah, you this know, is a great day with yeah. Paul Davis and all those guys yeah. and be pumped, right? And we go in and they're like, "Yeah, your new owners are." American media, and you know, really unfortunately, they don't have any interest in a motocross magazine. So, no way. At eleven thirty today, you guys are all unemployed, and we're just wow. like, "Oh shit!" And then you're supposed to go enjoy yeah, go kart all go, day. You're supposed <laughs> to go drive with a smile of go kart. So, you know, obviously, we had other things to attend to, and we didn't make it. But yeah, no way. Every time I think of the fly formula helmet, I think yeah, of the day I got day. fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, the the helmet can be a bit of like a icing on the whatever it is, the silver lining on the cloud, because yeah. yeah, not a good day. Definitely. All right, so who else is helping out your effort here at Anaheim 1? So i got my bicycle mechanic over here, Barney. He's he's awesome. He's doing a lot of social media and videoing photos. He's real good with that. And then Jordan Booker is my friend from the UK. He used to race motocross, did a few GPs back mm-hmm. in the day. And uh, he was at Millsaps, like MTF, last yeah. winter for four or five weeks. And unfortunately, he suffered a real bad concussion a few years ago. I think hit his head again there. And he's just been really struggling with it because... Mm-hmm. He makes me look very bad on a supercross or a motocross track. So he's the one that should be getting all this. But uh, he's been awesome. He's got a property in the UK and had kind of a small supercross track. And I was like, right, we'll rent a big excavator and I'll, I'll pay for it if that's okay. And can we build it bigger? And he was all in. We spent eight days in the in, oh. in the machines building the track. So he's been so awesome. So you guys built the track yourself? Yeah, we built the track and um, stayed at his parents' house. They've been awesome in the UK. So yeah, we built the track. Honestly, we had the sunniest week ever of weather built an awesome track and then it rained for a month so in, in one month i rode seven days on it we spent hours scraping puddles out which i'm sure yeah a lot of people saw in my stories but um yeah we built a track it was awesome it had a full-size triple and uh some whoops we had a rhythm lane with some table on offs and like a finish line jump and stuff so now were you building this off of any dimensions that you had he knows yeah he, we measured the triple out it was quite a big 70 feet i think uh-huh. and um Jordan's been at MTF and everywhere long enough and he used to yeah, live in yeah. California when he was 14, 15, 16 and 
he kind of knows and we like had it measured out and he's like right the table needs to be this long on top he kind of had a few bits done before i got there i was in italy i think riding and he'd already built some of the trip on the tables so it was all it was all pretty dimensioned and someone that had built the original track that we were going off a base years ago had made it all pretty stock and when we went to um milestone i'd say it looked pretty similar Mm-hmm. in everything the, definitely the finish line jump at Jordan's track was super steep and the triple had a steep face so mm-hmm. hopefully when I get out to the, the proper tracks here in California it won't be too bad we turned up at Millsaps and that was that was a gnarly supercross track mm-hmm. out of the training facility there that was the triple was fine that was definitely smaller but the rhythm lanes out there dude were sharp and steep and huge huh? I could double through them easily but tripling would be another a whole another level yeah, yeah massive things Okay, uh, I think we were talking about your sponsors. Like, oh, yeah, is sorry. everything else on the bike provided by WPS, or you've got Maxis? So I've got Maxis and Renthal. I ride Renthal handlebars mm-hmm. for mountain biking, so they've been awesome. Basically, just sending out chains, sprockets, bars, yeah. grips, everything we Dude, need there. Sorry to interrupt, but like, I rode with my first set of Renthal mountain bike bars the other day. You know, on the Enduro yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe how nice they were. Dude, they're so, so nice. Yeah, they're like quite a straight bend. I know a lot of uh, mountain bike bars are a bit back swept, but I love the straight bend on them. So no, we've been on them now three or four years, and we we took less. I took purposely less money to go with rental. Uh-huh. So I was like, again, childhood. It's like looking up to the rental. They always have the back covers. They're this yeah. and that. They they and look cool. They have the, the iconic UK. color, and they're made in the UK. Have you met Henry? I haven't. He's we a cool d- guy. Yeah, we deal with a guy called Ian over there, and he's mm-hmm. he's awesome, dude. I just send it in. The guys love it. And I bought an old five hundred two years ago, and they're like, oh, what do you need for that? We'll get that out. <laughs> and this project, they're sending stuff out here, and. They've been awesome. So yeah, we got rent one for that. Max is for tires, and um, I guess yeah, pretty much everything else is WPS. Oh, and obviously Danny at Decor. Okay. He's, yeah. I met him with uh, the Fly WPS guys last year in San Diego at the Supercross there, and he played golf with him. He's a really good golfer, mm-hmm. and I played really badly. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's the man. He's so cool. So he came up with a design for the graphics. My friend Kate Jones did the logo, the Prey One logo that hopefully everyone's going to see. Yeah. And um, Danny's been awesome. He's just sending graphics out. He's like, what do you need? How many sets do you need? What do you need? So, yeah, hopefully we're going to get another set up here soon and I can take... I don't want to take the two off on Jeremy's graphics. Yeah, right? It looks so cool, but um, maybe there'll be a little, little less pressure. Maybe get Delby to uh, do a little ghost too inside one of your numbers. Yeah, inside, inside of the 401. So, yeah. And hopefully people realize 401 is January 4th, obviously. Ah, and that's A1. Go. So I don't really have a number or anything. So that was the best I could come up with. Yeah. Well... See four oh one, that's you guys in the in in Europe you did different. We'd be one oh four. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's like whatever. People will work <laughs> it out. <laughs> you know who else was four oh one? Who? Donnie Schmidt. Donnie Schmidt. He was a world champion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hopefully I can take some of that. Get some of that mojo off of that. That's it. We were saying that or it just needs to rain all day or something. Yeah. Help me out. That would yeah. be nice. This this might work to your advantage if yeah. we had a weather. If you had a weather one. Yeah, I've been looking at a lot of times because my initial thing was first to 40th because 40th makes night shows. 250s closer is 450s closer. Yeah. And they're honestly, they go back and forth. They're normally about eight, seven, seven to nine seconds apart mm-hmm. from first to fourth, 40th. And 250s, 450s are roughly the same. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, one, I don't have 20 grand to put in a 250 motor that you probably need to do. Oh, yeah. And two, 450 is the world championship. That is the premier class. If I could ever pull this off and try to, it would be it would be the class to do it in. So hopefully, yeah, I think we've got to get within about eight seconds of Kenny or Tomac or whoever's flying around at the front. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bernard, there's a thing that we do on our podcast. It's the Bell Helmets bench race session. So let's talk about like uh, how you think 
2020 is going to turn out in the Supercross series? Like, who's your call for uh, Supercross champ? For super, I only get one call. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like, who's your favorite? Your, well, the guy you got over on your desk over there, Malcolm, I'm a huge, huge fan of his because he's just cool, dude. He has such sick style and just, yeah. he has a good time. I think a lot of guys in Supercross and Motocross looking from the outside, they're paid a lot of money. They have to take this seriously. It is their job. And mm -hmm. he's taking it seriously, dude, but he's having a good time doing it. So definitely a big fan of Mookie and uh, Adam Cincerulo. I don't know mm. if that's how you say his name over yeah. here. But dude, another guy I think loves to have a good time. So yeah. I think those two, everyone's sick. Like Dean Wilson, huge fan of him because he's from the UK, but he's hurt right now. Mm -hmm. But dude, I think, yeah, Malcolm and uh, and Adam have got to be my favorites. Even though it's too hard now. The field's so deep with Cooper and Jason and Tomac and Kenny. And yeah. dude, it's I was a Kenny fan through and through like my whole life, especially last year, dude, when Cooper got in that, that last lap on that last turn on that tight, th that... I've never been so involved or upset at a sporting event, I don't think, <laughs> of my life. When Kenny didn't win that, just for him to like not win that race, was yeah. I was gutted for him because yeah, I know how hard those guys go and try. But yeah, I know, obviously, I think a lot of all mountain bikers, we all want to be motocross riders, realistically. We all think it's way, way cooler. <laughs> and I think with like James Stewart to mountain biking was the man. We all still try and scrub mountain bike and you can't do it yeah. nearly as good as a motorcycle because it doesn't have the weight or power. So that was a thing we wanted to be good at. And I think Malcolm being James's brother is also so cool and they have the yeah. same style. And yeah, I think, yeah, that makes us uh, like Malcolm, I'd say. And then Adam's just a gnarly guy, dude. He's cool. Yeah, he's funny. I, I can't wait to see, because Adam's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Because he's, he's in a serious time right now. You know? Dude, he's got his head down, yeah. <laughs> he's going to come out, I think, and shock some people. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, yeah, Malcolm though, for sure, he's... <laughs> He's always smiling. Dude, he's, exactly. He's, he's, he's just a to, cool dude, exactly. Yeah, he's easy to joke with. and you know, yeah. he, could, he could look grumpy and down. You could go pop a joke with him, and he starts joking back. Yeah, you see, know? I think that's a rad thing. We have a lot of that in mountain biking. So I think, dude, life is short. Like, why not have fun with it? Yeah, do your job. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, does it really matter if you didn't win the race? Yeah, it sucks, and you've put everything into it. But, like, you're going to be fine. Like, yeah. you're going to be fine. So just have fun with it. Is mountain biking, uh, are the top personalities in mountain biking... Do they ever get kind of aloof? Like, like I mean, there's been motocross guys that have been hard to deal with. I think everyone in mountain biking, dude, we're not putting the other guy off the track, right? We're all against the clock. So yeah. we're all pretty friendly because we're not T-boning someone off, I yeah. think. And then, like, like even just at Crankworks, right? Yeah. So Chase is there with me, and we're walking around, and he'll be like, dude, that was this guy. He's sick. Dude, <laughs> but, like the stars of mountain biking are walking around the bike park getting in lift lines with everybody else. Yeah, it's it's way, way more chill, I think. Everyone's pretty cruisy because I feel like mountain biking, you just do it because you love it. You just got good at having fun and mm -hmm. now it happens to be your job. Yeah, It's not like we're superstars or anything or getting paid $10 million a year or whatever it is. Like we are just... Dude, we're there for the fun of it. Honestly, if I got a normal job tomorrow, I'd still go out and buy bikes on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like we joke sometimes as a few of us, like it's a scam. We're like, this is such a scam when the companies realize we love riding this much, <laughs> they're going to stop paying us to do yeah. this. But um, no, it's rad, dude. Everyone honestly gets them so good and just chills, goes to the bar. And there's a few guys that take it seriously and like anything online, get a bad rep because they look like they're taking it seriously. This, But honestly, as far as I know, I think everyone gets on pretty well. It's pretty mm -hmm. rad. Yeah, I was... Uh I got snubbed at, at Whistler. By who? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a girl racer, right? But like, 
No way. But I was like, hey, yeah, I'm friends with this guy, and this guy I just want to say hi and meet you. Yeah. And she's just way too cool. So I'm Dude, like, oh. I feel like I probably know you. <laughs> I feel like some people sometimes they're in it, although when they've had a bad time, they just had 20 people come up to them or something. But I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, people can be bad, but it's hard. We're in the public eye or whatever, yeah. or like someone remember that, like you, you have to be. Yeah. good the whole time and it doesn't take a lot really you yeah. know like you can go home and be grumpy in your hotel room if you want so yeah do that <laughs> hey after. so uh you're a downhill racer but what do you think of like the events like the rampage and stuff like is I that in your it. future i've done rampage twice actually yeah. years ago but um you're i didn't nuts. qualify i think now 22 guys just turn up and you, that's 22 that compete where it used to be like 10 were pre-qualified and 20 would try and qualify mm-hmm and one year I got 11th and you had to get 10th to qualify and one year I got 12th so I missed it by one spot one year and two the other and it was fun it's gnarly it's unnecessarily gnarly half of it some of the shit you ride down it's like it's kind of hard but it's not that hard but you have a 100 foot cliff to your left yeah you know some of the stuff you're riding isn't the most technical stuff but if you fall off you die yeah okay we had a little glitch there we were talking about the rampage and you were saying some things are not necessarily that technical but it's a little dangerous yeah it's super gnarly and the other thing I think it's not a flawed event, but it's so, so hard to judge 20 guys on a different course. Like, how do you say one guy's better than another guy when they're riding completely different features or a different track? Like, it must be so, so hard for the judges. I would never, ever want their job there. So, mm-hmm. it's rad. It's an awesome spectacle. And it works for TV. But I think, in my eyes, ideally, they'd judge it at the end. Everyone would go. Then they'd watch all the runs back and judge it then or something. Because mm-hmm. someone's always getting unfairly unfairly judged and there's really no way of stopping that especially if you're the first guy down so yeah rad event looks cool but probably won't be rushing back <laughs> mm. you know uh I'm, I'm buddies with kyle straight oh sick and uh he's funny because he's so gnarly right but, dude he's a gnarly guy but you know what he's even gnarlier at is talking shit to me <laughs> dude i, I, I used, can imagine like i won't even post a picture of myself riding a mountain bike anymore because immediately kyle straight Stiff kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Just being mean. Kyle Kyle can say some mean words. The first rampage I actually did, Kyle brought my bike back to California because I didn't have a ride back and I had to go buy him two crates of, what was that stuff, Natty Light? That he oh, drinks? yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, horrible stuff. And I, rem- I was so broke, dude. I remember like working out, like going to the gas station, right, if I spend this on beer, spend this on this and get taxi to the airport, I can still afford dinner at the airport to fly home. Like, <laughs> this is funny. But um, yeah, he talks some shit. But yeah. he can back it up. He's a good rider. Definitely. Cool. Well, hey, buddy. Uh, I know you got to get to the uh, the Hemet Supercross yeah. track to turn <laughs> in your first uh, American Supercross laps. Yeah. But uh, I was really pumped to run into you here at, at McGrath Motorsports slash Swap Moto Live. Yeah. No, and uh, thanks for the time. And uh, we'll be tracking your progress, dude. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for having me. And yeah, hopefully this goes well. All right. Thank Cheers. you. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.